I can't say that I always respond immediately, but I do always respond. We're here for you. So you take priority. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Today, Dean Laura Arikio comes on to talk about her new role as Dean of Fordham College at Lincoln Center and what she's bringing to the campus. Then, Paolo Estrella and Jordan Meltzer talk about forming Ramsey's Records, Fordham's first student-run record label. And then, one of their artists, Cheska Mack, comes on to give us a taste of her music. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. I'm joined now by Dean of Fordham Lincoln Center, Laura Riccio. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Now, I think a lot of people are actually wondering one specific thing right off the bat, which is how do they pronounce your name? You pronounced it absolutely correctly. It's Arikio. It rhymes with Ridicchio or Pinocchio, so a hard K sound. All right. Well, thank you for the clarification. So first of all, how have you been acclimating to Fordham? It's been wonderful. I have honestly never felt so warmly welcomed by faculty, staff, students. Everybody has gone out of their way to make sure that I'm feeling comfortable, that I'm doing okay, that I'm finding my way around. Uh, It's really just been a a remarkably warm experience. So I think a lot of people are probably wondering where you were before Fordham and sort of what led you here. Uh, Can you give a little more detail as to, you know, what brought you here in the first place? Sure. Uh, Well, for the, the most immediate answer is that for the past 17 years, I was at the New School, which is located in downtown in Manhattan. I was based at Parsons as a faculty member. That's the art and design school of the New School. I'm an art historian myself. Uh, but when I left the New School, I left as vice provost of the entire university. However, I'm a native New Yorker. I'm a third generation New Yorker, native of Manhattan. I grew up downtown in Stuyvesant Town. And uh, when I got an announcement about this job at Fordham College at Lincoln Center, I was really stunned because to me, this was the perfect job. This was a job uh, that for me was in the perfect location, Lincoln Center, connected me to a lot of my family history. My mother's PhD is from Fordham. She got her PhD in 1972. In psychology, I have two other family members who got their undergraduate degrees at Fordham, one at Rose Hill, one here at Lincoln Center. And the Jesuit tradition is something that I really grew up in. It's something that really has informed my whole life. Can you talk a little more about how the Jesuit tradition was in your life? Well, my cousin is a a nun. My aunt is a nun. And I was really raised with a sense of social justice as a mission that's important. I was raised with the sense that we're all here for others, that that's part of our purpose in life. It's just some, a belief system that was embedded in me at a very early age. The striving for more, the striving for better, the striving for excellence was something that was always in my the core of my being. I'd also say that intellectual curiosity, embracing the world embracing life and the Catholic spirituality uh, and the Catholic religion are also all things that I have always been a part of my life. So before you got the job, did you have a chance to meet with Dean Wirtz and Dean Grimes, the former deans? I had a chance to meet with Dean Wirtz before I was offered the job. I met with Dean Grimes before I started in the job. I made it a point of going up 
to visit him. He's now living up in the Bronx uh, near, Rose, near the Rose Hill campus. And so I did make it a point to go and visit him because I knew that in his more than 20 years of experience here that he would be somebody who is an invaluable source of wisdom and knowledge about this place. So something that people might not know is you're actually the first female dean of FCLC. How does that play at all into you taking the job and what that means going forward? It's an interesting question. You know, several people have asked me this. And of course, because I am a woman, I don't really think about the fact that I'm a woman. I just am a woman. So to me, it's entirely natural that I'm a woman and this is what I'm doing. That said, I do realize that it's kind of a big deal. And a lot of female faculty and staff members have come up to me and told me that it's a big deal for them. And I think part of the reason is that it suggests a new model. I think that oftentimes when people think of Jesuit traditions, Jesuit schools, I think that people often think of males because Jesuits are males. Uh, But as Jesuit and Catholic institutions move more and more towards lay leadership, I think that it's probably going to become more and more common that there be female leaders. And in fact, I'm hardly the only female dean. We have my counterpart at Fordham College at Rose Hill, Maura Mast, Eva Badowska, Donna Rapaccioli. I mean, there are many, many female deans right here at Fordham. What can students expect from you as the new dean? What I'm hoping that students will find in me is uh, accessibility, transparency, openness. I'm pretty direct as well. I'm pretty friendly. Um, I, you guys did a wonderful job uh, interviewing me and with an article this week in The Observer about my Instagram account. And I created that Instagram account where I decided to focus on Fordham in my Instagram account when I came here. And I did it in part as a way to reach reach out to students and to help students understand me as somebody who's not hierarchical, not distant and cold, but accessible, wanting to engage with students. We're here because of the students. So I'm here for you, and I want students to know that I'm here at their service. What do you think of the student body so far? I love the students I've met so far, and I imagine I will continue to love the students I meet. I'll give you just one example. Today, I came down to on the elevator, and I was going to go to the Ram Cafe to pick up a salad, and a student was uh, setting up a table and opening up 12 boxes of pizza and said, Dean Riccio, would you like a slice of pizza? And I said, oh, I don't want to take pizza from the students. And he said, no, 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 please have a slice of pizza. You're our leader. We want you to enjoy your pizza with us. And so I did. And it made me smile. I did eventually go back and have the salad because I felt like it was a healthy thing to do. But uh, I was truly delighted to have that slice of pizza. And I've just, I've just been thrilled with how open and warm the students have been. So as dean, are there any changes or new initiatives that you're thinking of implementing on campus? Yeah, so I mean, at the moment, I'm of course, I've been here since August 1st, so it's about, what, seven weeks, something like that? Yeah. So I'm still very much in a space of listening and learning, and I imagine I'll keep doing that for quite a long time. That said, I've already discovered some small changes that I think we can make that I'm trying to implement in response to requests I've heard. So I'll give you an example. Faculty members had been coming to me saying, can I please have a certain amount of money to take my students to a museum or to bring in a guest lecture or to take my students, my class on a walking tour? 
And I got so many of these requests that I thought, well, why don't we just have a standardized procedure so that every class can automatically know that if the faculty member has a valid reason to want to take their students to something that's going to enrich the curriculum experience, then we will pay for it up to a certain amount. And we established already a clear process and protocols, and people are taking advantage of it. So I'm hoping to enact similar systems and processes to enhance the student experience here in the academic realm. Is there something that you'd like to say to the students who might be listening to this podcast, something about yourself uh, or about how you're going to be performing the job that you want them to know? I think the most important thing for students to know about me really is that I'm extremely receptive and responsive, not at all hierarchical, and I really want to hear from you. I take feedback very well, negative, positive, everything in between. And if something isn't working for you or if something could be better, I would really like to know about it because if I don't know about it, I can't change it. Now, if I do know about it, at least I have a possibility of changing it. Not everything is in my control. I can't change everything. But if there is something that you feel that I or we as the administration or the faculty or the staff can or should be doing, if there are opportunities that you want to pursue that you think we can facilitate, please, please tell us. How has your interaction been with the rest of the faculty and the administration at Fordham? It's been wonderful. The art history department actually, so I'm a member of the art history and music department, and there was actually a a little reception at a faculty member's home, had a wonderful dinner the other night. She didn't say it was in my honor, but she did welcome me into the into the group and it was it was really wonderful i'm also finding that i actually have a great deal of intellectual and academic overlap with people here which is wonderful um, so for example i i brought with me here a very small grant from the national endowment for the humanities and it's funding a, a small workshop it's sort of a digital humanities workshop for mm-hmm. faculty and we're bringing experts from around the country and actually around the world And I've also been able to invite several Fordham faculty members. So I've also been able to engage with faculty members on intellectual shared academic projects, which is really exciting for me too. I think a lot of Fordham students right now, especially freshmen, might be nervous. You know, coming coming to New York City is not something that is particularly easy, especially for people who are new to the city or who might not have been in a big city. And since you're also brand new to Fordham, I think there might be a bit of kinship there. Is there something that you'd like to say to people who might be feeling a little nervous, who might be having you know, trouble making friends or approaching people? Sure, absolutely. New York, so I am a native New Yorker, and I do realize that the city, although to me, it's always been the environment that I thrive in, I do realize it's very different from the environments many people might be coming from. I think that what I would say to people who are newcomers to New York is that This is actually a great place filled with warm people, and we have a bad reputation. I think that New Yorkers have a reputation for being brusque and rude and rough. And yeah, we can be a little rough around the edges, but the fact is that New Yorkers are also some of the friendliest people you ever want to meet. New York is really a series of very small towns. And essentially, I think what what works for me at least 
is finding your own small town within New York, whatever that means. It might be geographical, it might be shared interest, it might be you love to go to Broadway plays and there's somebody else who always enters all the Broadway lotteries to get cheap tickets. You'll find your own small town, but don't be afraid to meet people and to put yourself out there. And really, New Yorkers are some of the warmest and most supportive people you'll ever encounter. So you mentioned that you want students to reach out to you. What would be the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, my email address is l-a-u-r-i-c-c-h-i-o at fordham.edu. I can't say that I always respond immediately, but I do always respond. So my only request would be, if you write to me and don't get an immediate response, please don't think it means that I'm ignoring you. Uh, I have a lot of emails, but I always make my way through all of them. It might take me a couple of days. It will never be more than a couple of days, uh, but it might take a couple of days. But again, and if it's urgent or time sensitive, please put that in the subject heading. Student emails always come first to me because, again, this is why we're here for you. So you take priority. Dina Rikia, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. It's been a delight. I'm joined now by Paolo Estrella and Jordan Meltzer, the duo behind Ramsey's Records. Thank you for joining us. It's awesome to be here. Really thanks. excited. Yeah, word. Thanks for having us. So, for anyone who doesn't know, can you tell us what exactly Ramsey's Records is? Ramsey's Records is uh, Fordham's first and only on-campus record label that Jordan and I started inspired by uh, work that we did over the summer at record labels. Our main goal was to connect Fordham people with other Fordham people, not just artists, through, uh, through music, while highlighting particular artists that we really love. So can you talk about how exactly an on-campus record label works? Yeah, so mostly it's about, or at least for me, the goal from Ramsey's Records from the start was to highlight these artists that are in the Fordham community that people might not know about or maybe people have heard of and make sure they remember those artists, make sure that the community is, is singing those artists' songs, playing them on Spotify, not just because they have to because they're here, but because they like them. And that's basically the job of any record label is to convince somebody that an artist is worth listening to. We do the job of marketing on social media and around campus and booking shows and basically doing whatever it takes to make sure that these artists' presences are felt and that people are recognizing them and go out, then go out of their own way to enjoy them on their own. So what inspired you to create this record label? It kind of came to me not exactly out of nowhere, but over the summer and the spring, Jordan and I interned at Universal Music Group. And during one of the intern sessions, the intern director was telling us how we could bolster our resume, potentially. Um, and it kind of went like this. He said, all right, guys, so here are some things that you can do to boost your resume, especially if you're interested in the music industry. You could um, volunteer for music festivals. You could work for your school's radio station. Um, you could work for your school's on-campus record label if they had one. And as soon as he said that, I, I shot my head up. I was like, holy crap. And literally, Paul and I looked at each other, and we just had this look of like, all right, we got to do this. It's happening, and it's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. And then like for the rest of the uh, 
um, for the rest of the seminar, I ended up just writing down ideas for the record label and how we can get it started. And it literally just came from that. And then a few Chick-fil-A meetings later, here we are. And uh, we it took us about two months to get all our ideas together and figure out exactly what we needed to do just to launch. And then after those two months were over, we launched, and here we are, still working it out. Can you talk about that process, actually, about those two months of what it took to actually get this thing started? The first thing that we tried to figure out was exactly how much it was going to cost us. And we realized that the two biggest expenses were going to be DistroKid, which is basically the most popular because it's the best um, distribution, independent distribution service for musicians and record labels, um, and also hosting a website. And we chose Squarespace because a lot of people have discount codes for that. Like a lot of YouTubers give out discount codes for that. Um, so those were our two biggest like monetary expenses. And then we also had to figure out um, exactly what services we'd be providing for our artists and what kind of people we'd need to quote unquote hire around campus. I mean, this isn't like a monetary operation, but who we'd need to pick up around campus to help us out. So we realized that we were going to need an A&R slash management person. We were going to need a booking agent. We were going to need a web manager to manage the website. We were going to need graphic designers and multimedia to do to be able to do audio production and photo editing and video editing and music videos and lyric videos and stuff like that and that's not all of that is stuff that record service record labels typically handle but since these artists at Fordham probably have little to no idea exactly what to do because they're just you know they're kind of in their infantile artist stage we wanted to help them out as much as possible and like Paulo said we're all about connecting artists with people to work with so that's our main goal was to help these artists work with people and address every avenue to make sure that their music is heard. So that's what we do. And that's what those two months were like, was just figuring all that out. So tell me about the artists. Well, for the decision-making process of who we wanted to start with, Jor and I went through a list of people that we actually knew. So we had a lot of people in mind. We reached out to a few of them preliminarily. Is that a word? I think so. That's a word. Yeah, cool. And then um, the three that got back to us and were really excited about it, are uh, Tamer, Cheska Mack, and Chris Parkin. We actually had one artist tell us that we weren't DIY enough. We're not going to say who that artist is, but we basically had an artist tell us that we're not DIY enough, which yeah. I find funny. Yeah, that was hilarious because it's like... We're literally we're li- independent. I don't know how more DIY you can get with <laughs> that, but okay. <laughs> but whatever, we're really happy with the three artists that we have. Tell me about each of those artists. Sure, I'll start with Chris. Chris was somebody that going to a lot of open mics and songwriting open mics and events and things like that. I had seen Chris perform a bunch of times and I slowly watched him go from playing a lot of covers to playing a lot of original music. And I noticed that he had this really distinct style that I was really drawn to. I love the the vibrato in his voice. I love the way he dresses, the way he performs. It's like a whole brand, to be honest with you. So he was one of the first people that I thought of because I just think that he has this great thing going. Yeah, he's definitely got like this sweet boy aesthetic thing that I really love. Yeah, very smiley. Uh, We thought he'd be great just because his voice is absolute killer. He has like so much potential. I knew of Tamer. I heard of his music through like friends of mine and they were like, yeah, he's super legit. Like he has an album on Spotify already and we saw that he was already somewhat more developed than the other artist. Um, So we wanted to give him the opportunity to sign with us and he's kind of like one artist we're just particularly super excited about just because you know at our launch party he came out with his song and um, he has a lot more in the works plus 
you know, he's a handsome guy. I will say that on the record. Uh, so okay. that's like pretty marketable. <laughs> um, he, it was really nice that he had thousands of spins already on Spotify and SoundCloud and all that. Um, because that means that it makes our jobs just a little bit easier because he's already got a following. But like Paula said, he also has a lot in the works. He does all of his own music himself. He's very much a bedroom artist, um, and he's very good at it, so we're really excited to see uh, what he's got and to help the foreign community see what he's got. And then lastly, we've got Cheska Mack, who is pretty well-known around campus after she performed at last year's Winterfest. And... She, a lot like Chris, is very acoustic, um, is very much a performer. But one reason we're really excited about her is because when she writes music, and we've had meetings with her where she's talked about this, when she writes music, she writes with purpose. And she has a lot of ideas for what she wants, both orally and visually. And we can't wait to work with her more. Uh, Yeah, Jordan touched upon it a little bit. He said the ideas and concepts that she has, just the can't say what it is yet but just uh what she's told us and the ideas she had for upcoming songs and eps and albums is incredibly cool and we love that creative aspect of her plus like being friends with her personally we know that she would be really fun to work with that's why we wanted to sign her on and just to add and to kind of put a bow on it for all three of the artists that we've signed so far we've heard music from all of them and had conversations with all of them about the music that they want to write and release. It's all just incredible. They're all so passionate and driven, and they clearly all have visions and ideas, and they want to differentiate themselves and have their own brands. And it's so inspiring to see that at Fordham. And I cannot wait, because I know the Fordham community tends not, and just communities in general, tend not to acknowledge the artists that surround them, because we kind of take it for granted. But we want to make sure everyone knows what these artists are doing because they're really, really amazing. And if we wanted to listen to these artists, where would we go? Well, all of them have different avenues uh, for listening to music. I can tell you that Tamer and Cheska Mack are both on Spotify. Uh, Chris Parkin doesn't have any music released yet, but we're working on that. You'll hear it very soon. And as far as following on social media, where you can see a lot of clips of these people performing and whatnot and follow them for updates on their own careers, you can go to linktr.ee. So it spells linktree. That's linktr.ee slash and then the name of the artist. So linktr.ee slash tamer slash Chester Mac or slash Chris Parkin. So what's next for Ramsey's Records? We got a lot planned. We're working on a lot of stuff. Since there's only three people right now, it's not going to be constant bombardment. So keep an eye out because when we do have stuff happening, it's going to be huge. And I can tell you right now we're working on a couple of music videos. We're working on a couple of EP releases. And we're working on some gigs and some bookings both here at Fordham and elsewhere in the city. So keep your eyes peeled. I want to give a quick shout out to our team our ever-expanding team of multimedia editors, graphic designers, producers, management, social media, all part of the foreign community. We love all of them. We do. Shout out to y'all. What are your highest hopes for Ramsey's Records? Let's say, what's your home run? What's your best-case scenario going forward? For me, I think it's that Ramsey's continues years and years and years past our graduation when, when we're in our 30s, 40s, whatever it may be, 
I hope that Ramsey's continues to be a thing. Whether or not it becomes an official club, I don't care. Just as long as in some capacity, Ramsey's is continuing with music being released and artists gigging and the Fordham community embracing that music and supporting it with everything that they have. Yeah, definitely. I think Jordan and I's like main goal is connecting the Fordham community. We've said that quite a few times while we've been here. Uh, we really want us to be kind of like the launching pad to propel the music scene here at Fordham into the stratosphere. That's definitely another thing. If one primary goal is to have it continue for years and years and years, the second primary goal that's equally up there is these artists using this as a launching pad and then their careers taking off and them getting huge because we would love nothing more but for these artists that we support and we love to get the recognition that they deserve. If there's an aspiring artist here at Fordham who wants to get in contact with you, how would they do it? They could hit up our website, RamseysRecords.com. That is Ramses, R-A-M-S-E-S, Records.com. So hit up the uh, demo submissions, send us your links, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Any final thoughts? There's so much talent at the Fordham community that we tend to take for granted because that's just what society tends to do. We tend to take the art that surrounds us for granted, but our goal is to make you not forget it and not ignore it. We want you to remember these artists and jam them and love them just as much as we do. Jordan and I are incredibly passionate about music. Both of us from a young age have been involved in music in some way, whether it be performing or making our own music and we want to show that passion to the entire forum community. I'm joined now by Cheska Mack, one of the artists signed by Ramsey's Records. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. So, Cheska, you've actually been on Retrospect before, right? I have, last year for Winterfest. It was a good time. And now you're signed with Ramsey's Records, Fordham's first student-run record label. What's that like? It's honestly a really great experience. I remember Jordan and Paolo coming up to me with the idea last year, and I was excited and super interested, but I I wasn't really sure what it was going to be like, like what type of resources or anything of that nature. And then, you know, as we hit like August or September, they started talking a lot more about it, and we talked about releasing more music. They told me who the other two signed artists would be, and luckily enough, they're people I'm friends with. It was a really nice group of people to be working with. So let's talk about your songs. What are you going to be playing for us today? So I'll be playing After All. It's the single that I released last November. This song isn't really about anyone in particular. It's just a mixture of, um, you know, experience that I've heard from other people and little things that I have experienced. And also I take a lot of inspiration for my music through TV shows and movies that I watch, specifically movies, and I collect DVDs and stuff, so I really hold on to those emotions that I can get from watching different films and try to incorporate them into my music. And after all, it's essentially just your tale of somebody loving someone who is in a relationship or who loves someone else, and they're trying so hard not to be in that place, but... It's, you can't control it. That's where you are. That's what it is. Yeah. And I'll also be playing Sunday Morning just because it's a song that I grew up with and Maroon 5 would play through my house all the time. She will be loved. 
all the jazz. My brother plays guitar, so it's something I'd hear literally 24-7. And it's just a fun song that makes me feel really good, and I thought that it would be nice to play. Yeah. And now, this is After All.
And now, Sunday mornings. Sunday morning rain is falling. Still some cover shades and skin. Clouds are shrouding us in moments unforgettably twisted. Fit the mode that I am in. Things just get so crazy, living life gets hard to do I would gladly hit the road, get up and go if I knew That someday it would lead me back to you That someday it would lead me back to you That may be all I need And darkness she is all
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was such a good time. This has been Retrospect. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. See you next time. Thank you.